All right. Well, I have to say I am shocked by the number of people that are in this class. Uh, I assumed there would only be a handful of people that were interested to talk about suffering. So thank you so much for being here uh, with us as we talk about this uh, difficult and confusing topic that I think many Christians really wrestle with. Uh, and so we're going to start off, uh, this is going to be a textual class, so every week we're going to dig into a few chapters at a time. Uh, but this week uh, we want to open up with um, kind of an overview of the book of Job and talk about what, uh, what the purpose of the book is and what the purpose of the book is not. And then give us time to talk together um, about how um, perhaps um, we see how the people in Job's time may have viewed suffering and God's role in suffering, and perhaps how our own society views suffering and God's role in suffering. So this will be a very interactive class. Uh, I hope you guys will do lots of talking to one another and uh, to the whole class. So uh, I think it'll be more fruitful if, if we all participate. But uh, let us dive in. And I do want to apologize in advance if there are any ads. I don't have uh, paid YouTube, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, I'm so sorry about yeah, that. The AC, it's hard to hear you. Okay, I'm, I apologize. I'll keep that in mind. Hmm. All right. Well, I won't take up any more time going over this. Um, so we'll spend some time in discussion. Uh, thank you very much for your help. Um, so Roger's going to take this chat now. Okay. Um, so when you think of the book of Job, what do you think about? Loss. Loss. I mean, that's a good one. Yes. Frustration. Frustration. Faith. One more time. Faith. Faith. Ooh, that's a good one. Well, I was going through a really tough, tough, horrible, very bad time. And my father, who's not always kind, got ready to hang up the phone in the middle of this and said, do you remember the story of Job? Yeah. Through it all, Job was favored by God. And I think that's probably the first time I've thought about all of that. Despite the suffering, despite the loss, through the whole thing. So, what you would have seen on this video if we got to play it, and I encourage you to go search for it. So, there's the Bible Project has two videos. One, hopefully, we'll be able to watch next week as kind of a broad overview, breaking down the books. But the other one, the one that I was going to show today, is talking about Job as wisdom literature. So there are three books in the Bible that are classified as wisdom literature. One is Proverbs, one is Ecclesiastes, and one is Job. And so um, these three books of the Bible are talking about who God is and what God's character is. And so in the book of Proverbs, um, we have um, sayings, we have encouragement. If you do these things, then good things will happen. Um, if you uh, make the right choices, then good things will happen. And then the next book is Ecclesiastes, and essentially the author is throwing his hands up in the air and saying, nothing 
matters, everything is meaningless. And it seems to leave this big question mark about what is God's character? And so then the third and final book of wisdom literature is the book of Job. And Job does not give us a time frame. It doesn't give us uh, specifics about who this was or where this happened or what time it happened in. And I think this is probably by design. The book of Job is not supposed to be about a person. The book of Job is supposed to be about all people and about all of our relationship to God. And so have any of you ever, um, this was shocking to me, thinking about Job as um, wisdom literature, as uh, helping the Jewish people wrestle with the question of where is God in suffering. Have any of you encountered the book in that way, or is this something that is uh, sort of changing the narrative for you as well. Yes, Have, having said it before, yeah. uh, with a delightful uh, degree, I certainly had encountered it this way, but I don't think that I thought about it the way that you set it up, that in one sense, Proverbs is the, well, it's, it's what's known as retribution theology, teaching that if you're good, good things happen. If you're bad, bad things happen. You see it really uh, uh, throughout the, the beginnings of the Bible, which I'm sure a lot of the you know, Torah, the Pentateuch, the books of the law, Deuteronomy especially, if you do good things, good things will happen to you. And basically, that is what Proverbs is saying. But Ecclesiastes sort of like, throws that on its head. And it's like, oh, Maybe it's not quite as simple as that. Maybe it's a little bit more complex, more nuanced. Uh, there are more subtleties to it than just that. And then Job comes along and says, "That's certainly what he's saying." If you know the story of Job, uh, his three friends, Eliphaz, uh, Bildad, and Zophar, they come along and basically they're telling him, which is a logical conclusion. They're telling him that since this happened to you, Joe, obviously you did something bad, right? Maybe that's not proper conclusion. Uh, if you do good things, good things will happen to you. If you do bad things, bad things will happen to you. It's not necessarily true that bad things happen to you means you did something bad, right? You can see those first two things without the without the third. But Basically, these, these three friends are providing the wisdom, the wisdom of the ancient Near East at that time. The prevailing wisdom of the time is sort of uh, represented in these three characters. Well, I know when, as I, I have a, maybe I have a degree in history, and it's interesting like, to look at some of like, the other religions. very much subscribe to that um, if you do bad things mm-hmm. bad things are going to happen to you and it, and it is an interesting thought because it's you know while if you look at you know specifically Christianity it's a lot you know it doesn't have that you know logic of if you do good things good things will happen to you if you do bad things bad things are going to happen to you and that was definitely a product of the time 
talking about that, about how um, I used to feel like when someone was suffering, had lost a loved one or whatever, that I had to fix it. You know, that's part of my personality as a nine on the Enneagram. Everything has to work out well in my world. And what I've learned now is that you don't need to say anything. In fact, if you say something, it can make it worse. Um, you know, God knows that you can handle this because mm. he says that you won't, nothing will happen to you that, it, that you can't bear. Yeah. Or, I mean, I've heard other people say other things. And really, when people are suffering, they just need to know that we're there for them to, to listen, to hug them, and just be there and not feel like we have to try to fix it. I think Job's uh, friends should have
Romans 9, Paul says the same thing. God created some for this use and some for that use, and who are you to question what he does? That's hard, man. <laughs> that doesn't really fly in our culture, does it? Uh, I think other cultures may be more accepting than we are today. Well, yeah, likewise, just there's a little bit of in our culture that God being with you doesn't fly. My car is going over the cliff, and you have the ability to keep my car from going over that cliff. Or while I'm going down the cliff to all of a sudden bail us out, we, there's something in the back of our mind that says, just being with me is, okay, I'm supposed to have comfort in that. But there's something that says, did I miss something? It's because it all starts with God didn't make all these things happen, but he gave Satan the the reins and said, go for it. I'll show you that Job's faithful no matter what you do. So we've got that. It just opens up this whole big realm of debate of good and evil and control and if you can, why don't you? And, and all of that's on the table. Which brings in free will. Right. You know, and all the discussion about that. <laughs> I think it also brings in the Larry just said the exact same thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and Roger and I were talking about um, maybe the differences between um, a, a Jewish or a more Eastern way of reading things and a more Western way of reading things. Because I think as Christians, we approach Scripture as um, this has the answers for my life. I mean, how many of you have heard that the Bible is a handbook? Um, that you know, if you have a question, you just go to the Bible and it answers it. And the Jews don't believe that at all. Um, they use the Bible um, to ask better questions. They let Scripture interrogate them instead of them interrogating Scripture. Uh, and so I wonder if that might help us as we um, continue uh, for the rest of the summer in our discussion of Job. Uh, so next week we'll dive in a little bit more into the actual text uh, and uh, hopefully this will be a wonderful discussion. But I'm so glad you all came today. Thank you for being willing to uh, sit in the suffering with us for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Great.